If you want to know how to get in touch with Marie or find out what's on her calendar, there's a variety of ways to do so. Become Marie's friend on Facebook or follow her on Twitter. Check out Marie's new website. It has a whole new look and added features like Chakra of the Month and a live Twitter feed. Sign up for Marie's free newsletter. Each quarter, she writes an in-depth article in response to Dear Marie questions. Email Marie if you'd like your question to be answered in an upcoming edition. For more information, visit Marie's website, energyintuitive.com, or call 425-825-5671. Welcome to the Marie Manu Cherry Show, where energy and medicine meet. I will be your host for the next hour. I have over 19 years of healthcare experience. I began my career as an energy medicine practitioner while working as an oncology nurse at a Seattle area hospital. My skill in moving energy combined with my medical background have been a catalyst for change in many people's lives. I hope the next hour will be transformative for you as well. Welcome to the Marie Manu Cherry Show. It's Thursday. I'm live here in Seattle and, of course, live anywhere on the web. You can go to energyintuitive.com or where else, Eric, can people reach us through the uh, magical interwebs? (laughs) Sure. (laughs) Dial up 1150kknw.com anytime during the show and click on the Listen Live button and you can stream from around the world. Oh, I love that. I just love that. And we do get calls from around the world. I mean, we feel so blessed. We do. We've yeah. had a call from Serbia twice. We have. We've had calls from Scotland. We've had calls from Australia, Canada on a regular basis, all over the United States. So we are blessed to have uh, listeners worldwide. We are so blessed, and we thank you so much. And Thursday is our double blessing day because I get to interview people who I think are on the leading edge of thought, who bring awareness and courageous insights to your world and mine um, so that we can grow and heal ourselves and become the more expanded beings that we wish to occupy while we're here on planet Earth. And today we have one of my favorite people to interview, Christopher Renstrom. He's an astrologer. He lives in Utah. However, he is coming to Seattle in just a few weeks. He'll be here teaching a two-day workshop on beginning astrology and if you're like me, I could take beginning astrology uh, like over and over and over again. I always think I'm a mini astrologist, um, but I'm not. Uh, so I always need the beginning class. So Christopher has been a practicing astrologer since 1985. He created the horoscope column for Allure magazine. His Renstrom's horoscopes were carried on Verizon Sprint Altel, and he conceived and developed Ask the Astrologer for Life TV.com. LifetimeTV.com. That's exactly where I met you, astrologer. I mean, as astrologer Christopher was on that LifetimeTV.com. You didn't know it at the time, but that's where I met you. Ruling Planet. <laughs> it's true. RulingPlanets.com is Christopher's vision of an online interactive astrology magazine. It's fabulous. I love the new dashboard feature. It's wonderful. Isn't that terrific? Love it. It's everything about me because you know I'm an Aries, so it's all about me anyway. So everything about me on one page. I'm loving it. It is based on his book, Ruling Planets, which was first published by HarperCollins in 2002 and has sold over 50,000 copies to date. Rindstrom currently writes for the Daily Horoscope for the San Francisco Chronicle, sfgate.com, and his Ask the Astrologer feature now appears in Catalyst magazine as well as on rulingplanets.com. Welcome again to the show. Is this your fourth or fifth time on the show? I've lost count, and I'm glad, because that means that I've been on lots. (laughs) And I love it. It's always such a special pleasure. It really, really is. And if any, well, thank you very much. I feel exactly the same, as you know. 
And uh, if anybody hasn't read your book, they I would highly recommend that they get all my kids love it. In fact, it's getting a little worn, Christopher, that book is. <laughs> and, and really, and, and one of the things that I love about it are the pictures. The artwork is stunning. Oh, I'm so glad. Uh, so much time and energy went into that artwork. And what I'm happy to say is lots of that artwork, not only in the book, but even better artwork is going to be showing up at the workshop. Um, oh, really? Fact, the workshop is going to be uh, art and images because was the, the thing that people don't really appreciate about astrology is how picturesque it is, how much it has informed our symbols, our painting, um, churches, mosaics, our popular culture. And so I find like the best way to teach astrology, the way I like to teach astrology is to really bring out the images and the pictures so that people can sort of take in uh, that art, because sometimes it gets so bogged down in words and math and you know, the eyes glaze over, you know, so to, <laughs> to really in, embrace the art is, is, is what I want to do. And, and there will be lots of the art part in the workshop. Oh, my gosh. We are so incredibly lucky. And you're going to be teaching this at one of my favorite places, the Courtyard on Lake Union, the Marriott Hotel. So it'll be in Seattle, everyone, and not at Redmond, where I do most of my teaching. It'll be in downtown Seattle. Um, it's so exciting that you're going to be in the city for a few days, and then we get to hang out, you, hang out with you for a little bit and actually meet you in person, because I never met you in person. I know. It's going to be terrific. And plus, I get to come to your book party, which oh, makes it even more fabulous. How exciting. We're going to have a wonderful time. Lovely. Uh, it'll be great. It'll be wonderful. So in the class, you you talked about when eyes glaze over. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, so how do you make it more for, you know, the layman, which, you know, even though I pretend like I know a lot about astrology, I really don't. I've never made a chart. I, I don't right. really get it. I mean, I right. think I do, but I don't. So how right. do you and, make and, it usable? Well, you, you, it's all about bringing the stars down to Earth. That's the whole point of astrology. You know, the whole point of astrology was to look up at those heavens and see how it related to your life down here on Earth. And what can happen with astrology, because it is so mathematical, it's based on the 360-degree circle, is that when it starts in on, oh, my Uranus is approaching the Sessi quadrant to whatever, <laughs> it's just like boring. It's just, you know, it's just, I don't even know what that means, what you just I know, said. I neither do I, and I've been practicing it for 28 years. <laughs> wow. It's like, you wow. know, so what I've found that I like to do in the workshops is really teach the image and, and the symbolism. And to get people interacting with that, to to you know, they'll they'll get a sense of like the history and the culture of it, and then we'll move on into uh, the the uh, signs. They'll get a sense of the calendar of what the symbolism is, the different temperaments. Uh, they'll break off into groups and talk about keywords and and yeah. kind of assign their own interpretation to what they're looking at, so yeah. that it involves them much more. By the end of the workshop, you will be able to, and I swear, um, without eyes glazing over, you will be able to read your sun, your moon, and your rising sign, as well as the sun, moon, and rising signs of anyone else that uh, you should meet. Oh, my gosh. I'm so, You know, my baby Mina is going to, she's like, Mom, I'm going to that workshop with you, okay? I go, of course, darling. So, yeah, <laughs> you're going to meet my youngest, of course. I can't wait. Yeah, no, that sounds fantastic. You know, one of the things that I love about studying the ruling planets, and, of course, astrology is such a vast science, and, and one of the things that's beautiful about it, it really is based on science. I mean, that's what makes it so real and so right. accurate. I mean, your accuracy is stunning, I believe. 
And I've had, you're welcome. I've had several readings with you. Tried to get one while you're here in town, but you're going to be a little too busy. So I'll get one for my birthday when you're back (laughs) home in uh, Utah. No, that's good. I'm glad you're so busy. Um, Is is like when you look at the ruling planet, because I've never heard it described that way. And I have uh, numerous people in my life who are astrologers. And maybe I wasn't paying very good attention. It's possible. But that's what you focus on in, you know, is the ruling planet. And then where is that ruling planet? Which is fascinating to me. I mean, it's like, it's like bringing it down to the finite. Well, it it sort of introduces, it's an older idea in astrology. Um, You know, everyone pretty much talks about their sun sign. They'll say, I'm an Aries or I'm a Gemini or a Sagittarius. But that tradition is not even quite 100 years old, um, and it was made up in 1930 as part of a newspaper gimmick uh, to celebrate the birth of Princess Margaret in Britain. Um, But what you said before then was, I'm a child of Venus, or I was born under Saturn, or Venus, or or Mars is my guiding star. And so your ruling planet became like your patron saint uh, den mother and corporate sponsor all wrapped up into one. So that's the one thing that you follow in the sky. I mean, you know, if you think about how crowded our sky is with meteorites and asteroids and planets and, you know, pieces of Skylab, I mean, you know, the, the fact that you can just focus on one thing, which is your ruling planet, that's, to me, the key that unlocks all of astrology. Oh, wow. Okay, that's fascinating. And you know what I found fascinating, too, because you can read like what you just said, you know, oh, I'm an Aries, and I don't always relate to all of the, right. you know, the things that are said about Aries. Right. Um, but when you told me what my ruling planet was in Mars, you know, right. that, that that my ruling planet is Mars, but it was in Cancer, it made so much sense to me because I'm kind of a homebody. I like to work at home even. And people will right. say, you're so crazy to work at home. I go, I love every moment of it. I like to just walk down the stairs and give someone a hug at the door and take him into the den and then say goodbye to them. I mean, I don't want to get in the car. I just want to be home. Right, exactly. And and the thing is where your planet is. See, the planets are in constant motion. I mean, they mm-hmm. orbit the sun. We orbit the sun. Everybody mm-hmm. orbits the sun. But, you know, the planets are in constant motion. So that's as they go from sign to sign. Mm-hmm. Um, a planet is like the hand on the face of a clock. And the signs are like the numbers mm-hmm. on the face of a clock. Those signs never move. But the planet... Wow is in constant motion. Mm-hmm. So you can have a Mars in Cancer. That's going to be a very, that's home, hearth, hearth and home and, and roots. That's going to be a very different feeling from Mars in Leo, which wants to be much more public and out there. And wow. so this is what begins to describe the differences between people who are born under the astrological sign of Aries. Is your sign rising? Is it setting? Is it at a noon point? Is it at a midnight point? You know, and, and those simple sets of directions can tell you so much more about yourself. And so that's what we're going to be learning and studying about um, during the workshop in a few weeks, the 25th and then 26th of February. You're going to be teaching that to us. And and I love that you're going to bring all the art. I mean, I'm just going to be kind of, you know, dazed uh, in a good way. You know, I'm just going to be <laughs> absorbing uh, all of the beauty and, of course, um, all the fun stories that you have because you're a great historian. I enjoy that about you. So, well, it's one of the beautiful things that comes with astrology. <laughs> For you, it does. I, you love history. You always talk about it. I mean, I didn't know this about Princess Margaret and, you know, <laughs> newspapers and our sun signs. That's exciting. That's pretty cool. Well, what's funny is that she was a Leo, so her she, her ruling planet is the sun. So the sun sign column begins with Princess Margaret. I always get a sort of tickle out of that. Oh, my gosh. That's adorable. I love that. 
<laughs> so today we are interviewing um, Christopher Renstrom, who's an astrologer based in Utah. Uh, he has blessed the radio show by being on several times, and he will be in Seattle teaching a workshop uh, in a few weeks. Uh, he will be happy to take your calls. We're going to be talking about all kinds of things, but we're going to also focus on relationships because Valentine's Day is right around the corner. We're going to take. I know. Isn't that exciting? Do you have plans for Valentine's Day, Christopher? Yes, I do. Oh, okay. I can't <laughs> wait. I can't wait. We're going to take a break here on the show. We'll be right back. You made it. It's 2012 and the earth didn't collapse into nothingness. So what are your plans? You could go on as you have, or you could take advantage of these expanding times and learn how to ride the wave of happiness right here, right now. Riding the wave of happiness is a two-hour class that will be taught quarterly this year, Thursday evenings at the Redmond Town Center Marriott. Come join in on the fun. Upcoming dates include March 15th and May 17th. Register online at energyintuitive.com or call 425-825-5671. Shift your morning into overdrive with Gary Mance and Suzanne Mitchell on Alternative Talk 1150. Caffeinate your consciousness 6 a.m. weekdays with hot talk and great guests as you get your day underway with Mance and Mitchell, the most unusual radio show in western Washington. Presets adore us, snooze buttons fear us. Join us Friday for an hour of strangeness with celebrated author Nick Redfern. What goes on behind all those fences with signs that scream, keep out? Have you been thinking about heading down a healthier path, but aren't quite sure where to begin? Marie has a set of DVDs that can help steer you in the right direction, with wisdom, insight, and a dash of humor. The Healing From Within series imparts practical tools you can easily use to expand personal health. Marie collaborated with frequent radio guest and naturopath, Dr. Sheila Dunmerit to produce four DVDs that include detoxification, heart health, brain health, and hormones. The DVD series can be purchased online at energyintuitive.com or by calling 425-825-5671. Going against the grain has never been so much fun. Alternative Talk, 1150 AM. And welcome back to the Marie Manu Cherry Show. We're live here in Seattle where energy and medicine meet. And it's Thursday. I get to inter- interview. I am a little bit tongue-tied here. As I always get nervous, by the way, whenever I'm going to have a reading. I'm not having a reading today, but apparently I'm a little nervous anyway. <laughs> I'm interviewing astrologer Christopher Renstrom from Utah, who will be in Seattle in a few weeks. So exciting. And um, we're thrilled about that. You know, one of the things I love about astrology, why I pretend like I'm an astrologer sometimes, is because it actually helps me in my work. I mean, because I read about it so much that when I have a client on the table and things are looking weird energetically, and then I ask them, you know, their signs, um, I kind of have maybe some information like, oh, it's Pluto's in Capricorn. Yikes, they're a Capricorn, you know, or, or not just yikes, but exciting transformation, right? So I, I know I don't, I don't know enough to really uh, give anything, you know, uh, superb in terms of reading, but at least I can understand where they are when energetically things aren't making sense to me. So I use astrology like that, just the bare bones, and I'm going to learn more from you in a couple of weeks. And we have well, there's pe- a whole oh, diagnostic tradition, you know, really? to astrology. No, I didn't oh, know that. Yeah. The Galenic, the whole Galenic uh, medicinal model, the four temperaments that we're so familiar with, uh, originates with astrology. So, yeah, so you're actually uh, drawing on an impulse which is centuries old. Who would have known? 
Amazing. Yeah. Lovely. Yeah, it's very helpful for me. And it helps them, too, because then they know, oh, I've got how many more years is Pluto in Capricorn anyway? Like seven, eight? <laughs> a few. It's a few. Pluto will be in Capricorn for 12 years and the clock started ticking in uh, 2009. <laughs> yeah, they've got a little <laughs> ways to go. I know it's yeah. a big one, but it's you know, it's helping because Capricorns are kind of stubborn. And so it's helping them to change. Right. <laughs> Thank you, Marie. <laughs> oh, that's right. You're a Capricorn. I forgot. Oh, my gosh. I really, I totally forgot. Seriously. But you're right. It is helping us to change. <laughs> Dragged, kicking, and screaming to the next level of our evolution. Adorable. I totally forgot. So, Eric, who do we have on the phone lines? Well, we've got Charles from Toronto on the line right now. Hi, Charles. Hi, Marie. Christopher. Thanks very much for taking my call. Absolutely. What can we help you with today? Well, I was hoping that uh, Marie could give me some insights into health for 2012, and you could give me some insights into finance and relationships. And health. You know, that's one of the great things about astrology. They can actually see how your health is doing th- through the stars. Did you know that? It's, like, shocking. Oh, I didn't. Yeah, it's abs- isn't that true, Christopher? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That's actually, we kind of are the originator of personality profiling. I'm <laughs> sure there's a better way of putting that, but also <laughs> health profiling as well. It was based on the uh, four temperaments and, and the balancing and the integration of all those different energies. Yeah, it's fascinating. So um, how about, um, Christopher, you go ahead and, um, and, of course, use the numbers that you've already been given about Charles. Sure. Um, so, Charles, I think you were asking about uh, finances and relationships. Yes, please. Okay. Uh, What it looks like to me right now is that you're kind of winding up a two-year cycle uh, that deals uh, definitely uh, with a relationship issue and probably would also pertain to finances as well. Um, This cycle uh, began for you in uh, uh, July of uh, 2010, um, and that has to do with Saturn having entered into your astrological sign. Saturn is the planet of tests. Uh, It's not a particularly pleasant experience, um, but it is oftentimes a necessary experience. And what can happen when we have Saturn traveling through our sign is that it can introduce us to strengths and talents that we didn't know that we had before, uh, probably because we weren't challenged in those particular areas. And the particular area that Saturn would have challenged you in would have been the area of relationships. So you're coming to the end of this cycle, which doesn't really quite end uh, until about early October of this year. Uh, So whatever uh, change or perhaps um, moving from one relationship to a new relationship has been necessary or or required to take place will be taking place during that time. That's almost kind of like the wrap-up or the resolution of those issues. Uh, Then Saturn will then pass over your ruling planet and early October, which is in the zodiac sign of Scorpio, and this will deal with your financial situation. Uh, Now, that financial situation could be uh, associated to you through a romantic relationship, but it's also very possible that it could be connected to you through a partnership or collaboration of some sort. Um, Again, this would indicate uh, the final resolution or the completion of a particular chapter in your life and the beginning of a new one. Um, And that beginning, we always want to know about beginnings when we're going through this kind of change of season upstairs in the stars. That beginning really starts for you in late November of this year, um, and certainly by the end of 2012 and December of 2012, uh, you will definitely be seeing uh, new growth in your life. So, So that might mean a new relationship or new chapter in terms of love, and certainly I would imagine a new chapter in terms of finances. 
Mm. So okay. is, Charles a, is Charles a Libra then? Uh, yes. Yeah, that's what I was I know yeah. that Saturn, yeah. yeah, it was just like having lots of fun with Libras the last few years. <laughs> so, oh, yeah. No, yeah. It's, been, it's been a challenge. It's and, been a challenge, yeah. And the last couple of days, I'm sure you've been hearing from them, too. <laughs> oh. So the last yeah. couple of days were hard, too, um, because yeah. of Saturn. Is, isn't it going retrograde or something like that? It was a combination of Saturn going retrograde on the same day that Venus was entering the opposite side of Aries. Uh, and that was the, where am I going? I thought I was going left, now I'm going right. I thought I was going right, now I'm going left. So <laughs> that's been kind of the musical chairs wow. in terms of relationships and things like that. Yeah. Wow, wow. And it does feel to me, Charles, like you are getting a handle more on the health thing. So I think that either you're worrying about it less or things are clicking for you. It does feel like it's the beginning, even though I know you've been working on this for a little while, um, but it does feel like it's clicking. Is that your experience as well? You're talking to me? Yes. Yes. It, uh, it really feels good. I, good. Uh, I really feel like I'm in the right direction. I really feel good. Um, and, uh, yeah, I'm hoping it goes that way. So that's what I wanted to hear. Great. Great. Well, congratulations. And it sounds like um, love and money are going to get better, too, towards the end of the year. So that's fabulous. Okay, we got our fingers crossed. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Have a lovely day in Canada. Thanks for both your insights. Have a great day. Bye-bye. So who do we have next, Eric? Well, now on the line, we've got Marjorie from Seattle. Hi, Christopher. Hi, Marie. Hi, Marjorie. How are you today? Good. Hey, I was wondering if you could tell me what my ruling planet is. Is that something that's determined at the time of your birth, or does that change as things move around? And what is the Great question. Oh, my gosh. Great question. <laughs> it is a great question, and thank you for asking it. Uh, you, uh, your ruling planet is Venus, and Venus is named after the Roman goddess of love and beauty. And so what's very important for you is to build bridges, is to work with people in your life, to invite people into your life, and you... Uh, get things in life. That's not the best way of putting it, uh, you know, because it can sound a little, you know, grabby or something like that. But what I'm trying to say is that you get things in life or you build things in your life through partnerships and associations. So as a child of Venus, your most precious resources are going to be your human resources. And so tending to your relationships, uh, whether it's a love relationship, but also the relationships that we form in business or in community or friendships, tending to your relationships is going to be very, very important for you. Um, according to what I'm looking at here, you were born with ruling planet Venus in the zodiac sign of Aries. Mm. And so that gives your Venus a Mars flavor. What does that mean exactly? Venus is the, is the planet of attraction. Okay, it works through its attraction, what it brings to it. Okay, Mars is a go-to planet. Okay, Mars is the planet of, like, I don't wait around for anything. You know, I, I, I reach over the table and grab the salt. You know, if that's what I want, I go right after it. You know, I follow my passions and desires, and, and if I've set my sights on, a, on, a, on an aim or an ambition, I'm going to go after it with all the focus and concentration of a, of a heat-seeking missile. So when you combine those two energies there together, what that means is that you have very strong ideas about what you like, um, and you have very strong passion 
again, but there's always going to be this back and forth of like, do I go after what I want? Do I hang back and let what I want come to me? You know, so there's often this kind of trying to figure out, do I get up and run after this or, or does this come after me? You can mm-hmm. also find yourself sometimes with um, that kind of a very strong Venus uh, involved in situations that are very embroiled or volatile. And you may find yourself wondering, what am I doing in the middle of this? Um, and so you may draw to you very volatile or very strong-willed personalities. And again, it's your job to sort of help people find the focus or the aim or, or to help them achieve what it is that they're struggling, striving, or, or fighting for. Um, that's something that you may very well enjoy, actually, uh, even though sometimes uh, in your life these people might give you a big headache or, or bring a lot of trouble or, 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 or difficulty with them. But certainly the idea of advocating or championing someone um, is very, very strong and very important for you. You're the sort of person that your involvement in someone's life makes a big difference, and uh, that's something you should know. Wow. And and so that little laugh that you were doing, that's because uh, you do get in those little situations? Yeah, Yeah. very much so. So is that, is Venus always my ruling planet, or does that change when things move around? Venus is always your ruling planet, but she is not always an Aries. Okay. So So what that that means is, huh? The flavors kind of change. <laughs> yeah, the flavor the, changes. Yeah. The, the flavor does change. For instance, uh, Venus is going to be very powerful. It's an Aries. Aries is a sign of the spring. So a very powerful time for you is going to be the spring. All right? Because okay. that's when you're feeling most emboldened or most like, hey, I'm who I am, you know? Um a time of year in which you may have more difficulty, um, in which it may be more of a struggle for you, may be autumn, which is six months away from you in the year. That might be a period of time where you don't feel as strong or as powerful. So where Venus falls in all of that, she um, helps you, in essence, uh, plot out the times of year where you will feel strongest and the times of year where you will not be as strong. And um, that doesn't mean she's thrown up her hands and given up on you. What it simply means is she might be like, hey, wait a minute, I'm I'm getting things together to come on and help you, <laughs> you know, or, mm-hmm. or there might be a period of time in which she really is very much in your corner. So the disposition of your ruling planet, is it approaching, is it departing, is it hot, is it cool, will always be determined by where it is in the sky. And that's what astrologers use to uh, help advise people in the actions and the decisions that they make. Mm. Very good. Okay. Fascinating. That clears up a lot. Yeah. Thank you, Marjorie. That was a great question. Thanks thank so you. Much. Have a great day. You too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. So why don't we go to the phone lines and do one more call before we go to our break. And we love it. The phone lines just keep lighting up pretty quickly. So hangs up. Another one lights up. And now we're on kind of an M kick with our callers, oh, yeah. too. The next few callers are all M's. <laughs> right. Um, and I apologize if I'm saying your name wrong, but it's either Marja or maybe Marga. Uh, go ahead and tell us what your name is, Marja. It's Marga. Okay, Marga. Fantastic. Yeah. And you're calling from Virginia. Lovely. How's Virginia this time of the year? Um, we're having really mild, beautiful weather. Oh, so, great. <laughs> wonderful, yeah. wonderful. 50 degrees. Wonderful. So you have a question for Christopher? I do. I feel like um, I'm going to be doing a lot more traveling in the next six months. Yeah, and, you are. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I'm going to look for new work and probably going to move. And um, 
my friends want to gift me with a golden doodle puppy Cute. in a few weeks. And I'm, I'm part of me wants it. And the other part of me is like, I'm not sure if this is the right time. So right. cross all that out for you. Too. <laughs> what, what was that again? I'll just toss that out for you to share your insights about that. I would take a rain check on the golden doodle puppy if I were you. Yeah. And you can blame okay. it on Christopher, which is so great. And you so can blame great. it on me. Beating the messenger is part of what the astrologer does. <laughs> I mean, actually, we are the ones who are beaten. No. But <laughs> I would take a rain check on that, and I would take a rain check on it for the following reasons. Uh, you were born at a critical degree. Uh, it looks, I, I don't know your birth time, uh, but it looks like it's a 29 or, or a zero. Nevertheless, it's a critical degree, right, right there at the end of Gemini or the beginning of Cancer. Um, and it's getting hit by the eclipse cycle right now, which is very, very powerful. Uh, this eclipse cycle is moving through the zodiac signs of Gemini and Sagittarius, and it is affecting the relationships and the life directions of people who are born under those two signs. Uh, recent examples would be uh, uh, Johnny Depp and Heidi Klum, uh, who both went through some radical reshifts in terms of what they, of the, what they were expecting their life to go in, in a certain direction. And you're going through the same thing. Um, you're really not going to know where you're going to be. The, and, and, and this is the sort of thing when I see this eclipse cycle moving through a sign, particularly like a Gemini or even affecting a Virgo, this is when I say pack light. You know, be pack light. Be ready to, you know, show up at a situation, and that situation may change within three, three months, uh, which would emulate the Mercury uh, cycle. So... It's not really the sort of situation where you're going to be able to take on a responsibility like a dog. Um, uh, that That's something that really takes a great deal of time, and you're going to have to know what your lifestyle and your schedule is going to be like. And I don't think you even quite appreciate how hectic or busy things are going to be quite yet. I'm not quite sure if they've told you all of this, but there's going to be a lot of uh, quick changes, and you're going to have to pack light uh, in terms of your next six months. But honestly, I would really open it up for the rest of the year for you. Mm, wow. I mean, that's really fabulous information, isn't it? It is. And Marie, do you have anything to add to that? <laughs> <laughs> well, I think things are going to feel kind of hectic this year is how I feel when I'm around you. But was last year kind of mellow or quiet or because you know, it feels like you ramped up to whatever's going to happen? It was really quiet. And mm-hmm. I've set some things in place where I'm doing more speaking and presenting. Oh, wonderful. And- and so more people are approaching me for different projects now. And Wonderful. Yeah. So you're ready. You're all ready, and the golden doo-doo can't, can't come. It has, it, you know, otherwise it's going to be in a crate for most of the day. So, yeah. <laughs> rain check. Rain yeah. check. There will be um, other golden doodles. <laughs> absolutely. It's just not a golden doodle year. You know, it's, a, it's you out in the world and, and being very busy. I mean, really busy. Yeah, it's, it's, it kind of reminds me of my year last year. So you'll need a lot of martinis at the end of the year and a big nap. Because <laughs> I really need, I was so happy for the snow in January because I was just exhausted. I worked so hard last year. So um, that's that's my recipe, martini and a big break after in 213. <laughs> that was my, I was, I was, think that's why I was on the fence. So yeah, I, good for you. Like the answer was no, but it's 
so hard to say no to a little puppy. I know. Adorable. Sure, but, but the, the fact of the matter is the little puppy is going to find another home, which is going to be wonderful and much more suitable, and you're going to have saved yourself an enormous guilt trip. Yeah, yeah. right, because she cares so much. I mean, the fact that yeah. you called to ask, I mean, we want everyone before they get a pet or decide to have a child or whatever to ask those hard and important questions. It's so valuable. Yeah, that whoever yeah. you get will be lucky yeah. in the future. Thanks. <laughs> Have a great day in Virginia. Okay, thanks. Bye. All right, bye-bye. And we're going to take a break here on the Marie Manu Cherry Show. I'm interviewing wonderful Christopher Renstrom, who will be in Seattle. I get to give you a hug in person and meet your assistant and see beautiful pictures at the at the workshop you're teaching and learn more about all of our ruling planets. So we'll be right back. Nowadays, you can go to just about any astrology website, type in your birth information, and download your chart. That's great, but how many of us know how to read it? Christopher Renstrom has created a course targeted for the person who's interested in astrology, but whose eyes glaze over whenever things start to get too technical and wordy. Join Christopher at his Beginning Astrology Weekend Workshop, February 25th and 26th, at the Courtyard on Lake Union. This class is perfect for those interested in learning about astrology, or perhaps even in becoming astrologers themselves one day. Register online at energyintuitive.com or call 425-825-5671. Become a Reiki master the weekend of March 2nd through March 4th at the Redmond Town Center Marriott. This two-and-a-half-day transformative workshop is open to all levels of experience and will certify you in Reiki 1, 2, and 3. Steve, a former participant, describes the workshop as deeply moving and profoundly powerful as participants become internally connected to a sacred lineage. The Reiki modality has provided me with a beautiful channel with which to focus my healing energies. I highly recommend it. Thank you, Marie. Take this opportunity to fulfill your dreams of becoming your very own certified Reiki master. Enrollment is limited. Please call 425-825-5671 or visit Marie's website, energyintuitive.com, for more details. Are you looking for tools to enhance your life or to bring those things you desire into your life? Marie offers a variety of CDs to help you do just that. Get acquainted with your seven primary chakras and balance your human energy system. Or is embracing your intuition what you're looking to learn? Or would you rather focus on a healthy immune system? These CDs and more are available through Marie's website at energyintuitive.com. For a complete list of CDs available and their descriptions, please visit Marie's website today. The search is over. You found the station that's not afraid to be different. Alternative Talk, 1150 AM. Welcome back to the Marie Manu Cherry Show. I have Christopher Renstrom from Utah as our guest today. He's an astrologer. He's very well known. I actually heard about you, Christopher, from um, you know one of those evenings. I'm online watching TV. I'm on LifetimeTV.com, and they have your horoscope column. And I was so impressed with the way you communicated and oh, the detail. Thank you. Oh yes, you're absolutely welcome. And uh, as I said, I have a lot of astrologer people in my life, friends that I've known for years. So I've had you know readings for years and years and years. So I can I can. Uh, Scope out a really good astrologer when I see one, and you are definitely a keeper. You are fabulous and accurate, 
And we've been just having a lot of fun off uh, the air, too, with you in the studio. <laughs> so we're having a wonderful <laughs> yeah. time. It's a lot of fun. Uh, so why don't we go back to the phone lines, Eric, and let uh, Christopher do another reading. All right. Let's talk to Mira in Mercer Island. Hi, Christopher and Marie. Hi. Hi, Mira. It's Myra. 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 Sorry, Myra. <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> so I just feel some real major shifting going on in my relationships in, with family, business, everything, and kind of just change, change, change. And I feel like a horse in the blocks ready to just plow out. I was wondering what that looked like in my chart. What that, I see it right away. Um, you are a child of Mars, and you were born when your Mars was in Pisces. And uh, that is a very sensitive, very emotional, uh, very receptive type of placement. Um, it's not the easiest placement for Mars because Mars really wants to be able to go after what it wants. And when it's in a sign like Pisces, it has to take in the collective emotional welfare of everyone around it, um, which on one hand speaks to the heroic side of your Mars, you know, <laughs> coming to someone's rescue or, or, or fighting for them. That's really good. But then on the other hand, it's just like, how many lost causes can I collect in, you know, the next five minutes? And so, you know, there's always this perhaps feeling that other people's concerns are outweighing yours or coming before, you're constantly giving up your seat on the bus, that sort of thing. What's happening right now is that your ruling planet Mars is in its op- is in the opposite sign to Pisces. I know that sounds a little bit like, huh? But if you imagine three fifteen on a clock, what that means is that one hand of the clock is pointing to uh, three, and then the other hand is pointing to nine. That is called an opposition. It's a line that goes right across. So the planet where the planet was when you were born, Pisces. It's now opposite Virgo. So what that sets up is a tug-of-war between two impulses. And those impulses are between, hey, I want to do something for myself, which is Virgo, and then Pisces, which is, no, I need to be there for other people. They need to be, you know, and so there's this continual struggle, this tug-of-war that's going on. When we throw in, and hopefully, hopefully your eyes are glazing over at this point, but when, <laughs> no, we throw in, when we throw in the fact that Mars is retrograde right now, Okay, so Mars will usually be six to eight weeks in a sign. Now it's going to be six to seven months in a sign in Virgo, in opposition. That struggle between claiming what's yours and doing right by others is going to intensify. So this can bring up the feeling of being out of sync or people not getting you. Um, But it's more than that. Uh, There's a couple of other things going on. Neptune entering Pisces after having been away for 164 years. You are feeling the growth and a change, a new part of yourself emerging, but you're not quite sure where it fits in the current setup in terms of your relationships. Are people going to accept this? Are they going to hear you? Are they going to respect and appreciate this? Are you going to alter certain friendships or associations? Um, Are some friendships going to fall by the wayside? So whenever you have this kind of an opposition, it's things reaching a crossroads, but it may be a necessary crossroads. There may be relationships that do have to change. There may be friendships that are no longer as relevant or important as they used to be. And being the very careful, conscientious, empathetic and sensitive person that you are, you're going to want to make those adjustments in the most subtle and caring way possible. But Mars might be pushing you to be a little bit more brusque, sharp elbows, 
and heavy-footed about it. Um, and if that comes up, you make apologies, but you have to be true to that Mars impulse, which is to be true to yourself. Wow. Wow. Mm-hmm. That's, that's a lot going on. And, and it's kind of a, a life changer in a way, right? It's readjusting what, oh, it's you, what you need. Yeah. And it's permanent, yeah. it sounds like. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. <laughs> it's a big one. Wow. A big one. Wow. Fabulous. Wow. Well, we're very happy for you, and we wish you the best of luck with all of this. Thank you. You're I welcome. appreciate your guys' time today. Oh, you're welcome. Thank you. Uh-huh. So who else do we have, Eric? Well, we're still on the M train here, <laughs> if you will, and we've got Melinda on the line calling from Seattle. Hi. Hi, Melinda. How are you, Marie? I'm great. How are you? Good. Good, good. Um, I was calling Christopher to ask about career and finances. Okay. Uh, Melinda, uh, according to what I have here, we have another Mars issue. You were not born under Mars. You were born under Mercury, but you're born under the zodiac sign of Virgo. You have... um, it well, looks Mars like a is stel- taking a nap. <laughs> <laughs> t- you have a stellium in Virgo, and you were born with Mars in Virgo. So right now, um, that Mars retrograde in Virgo is affecting you very powerfully. Wow. You might have you might have gotten certain signals or ideas last November that you were moving ahead with something that you were actually looking forward to moving ahead with with perhaps work and finances or clearing things up or settling matters or or taking some some forward moving ground. Um, that began to slow down and perhaps turn around uh, as Mars entered into its retrograde on January 23rd, which is just maybe about 10-ish days ago or so, maybe a little bit more, maybe two weeks. Uh-huh. And at that point, there might have been a lull or a slowing down in your forward motion and maybe even a sense of like, did I make the right choice or am I going anywhere with this or, you know, what's up? Um, a retrograde, uh, which it refers to an apparent motion of the planet moving backwards in the sky. It doesn't really. If it did, we'd all be in a lot of trouble. But <laughs> anyway, that's how it looked to ancient astronomers or astrologers. And they would say, okay, it's backwards moving. So the planet is moving backwards. It's going against its typical nature. What they will do on a simple level is actually add more time and effort to what it is that you're trying to accomplish. So something that you were expecting uh-huh. to be quick uh, ends up taking longer, um, and that longer due date could very well be pushed back to April 13th, 2012, when Mars comes out of retrograde. But what it does on a deeper level is that it gets you to question, Mars is named after the Roman god of war, so it gets you to attract, to question the way that you attack something. That's what Mars retrograde will do. It will say, how do you attack or take on or approach something? And is there perhaps a better way of doing this? Mars's first impulse will always be to push. But when it's in a cerebral or brain sign like Virgo, that then becomes more about using your wits. That then becomes more about using your mental muscle rather than your physical muscle. And so what it's asking you to do is to perhaps revisit and change your methodology or the way that you're approaching finances and career Mm -hmm. um, and align it in something Mm -hmm. that feels more like you mm. and less like something that you feel like you have to do. Um, and and Mars has a job to do, which is to make sure that you're who you are and that you get what you want. And a lot of times in our society, we learn how to put up with or to tolerate or, or to, you know, we call it compromise, but it might be surrender. And it's that Mars energy that says, hmm, 
no more surrendering, no more compromising. Someone else is getting the upper hand here. I need to go after what I want. And that's what the energy is telling you to do right now. And that if you use your mind and your wits and stay true to what you truly, truly want, what you're passionate about, then you will achieve it after April 13th. Wow. Well, that's not too far away. That's great. (laughs) Wow. Yes. Okay. Spoken like a Virgo. Who's patient and can wait. <laughs> That's really great, though. That is not that far yeah. away. Wow. Congratulations. That's great. Yeah. Have a wonderful day, Melinda. Thank you. All right. Thanks. Wow. That's, bye. Bye-bye. So, I mean, so Virgo is in Mars and Mars <laughs> is retrograde. Okay. Say, say it correctly. What is okay. it? <laughs> I was like, you know, Christopher, when you're talking about <laughs> yeah. a planet. Yeah. Okay. Mars's planet is always in a sign. Okay. So Mars is in Virgo. Right. Exactly. Oh. The, the sign is the country that it's in. Mars is in Germany. You know, <laughs> Mars is in Virgo. I love it. I absolutely love it. And, and Mars is retrograde, correct? Is that the right? right? Yeah. Okay. Good. And that refers to whether it's moving forwards or backwards. Right. And everyone's pretty much familiar with Mercury retrograde. Right. But all the other planets go retrograde too, except for the uh, sun and moon, of course. And the reason why it's such a big deal is because it's normally a short period of time, so you don't really notice it that much. It's like when you start to notice it, it's over with, it seems like. But in this case, we have six to seven months of Mars retrograde. Right. It's, yeah. a, special, it's a special little gift <laughs> from upstairs. <laughs> so we're going to be tired, is what you're saying. We're going to learn about new ways that we can attack the things that we're going to learn about new ways to attack our to-do list. <laughs> right. So that's what it's helping us to do is to focus and reevaluate. Right. Uh, well, as I was saying, uh, each of the planets has a job and Mars, Mars's job is for you to get on out there and to get what you want. And uh, when it's retrograde, it, it, it means thwarted will. You know, you're not going to get what you want when you want it. Mm-hmm. But then what does that inspire or provoke you to do? Right. And that's when the uh, secret of the retrograde comes on out and, and the adventure begins. Right. And the adventure begins. How amazing is that? Wonderful. Oh. Well, and we're thrilled that you're going to be here to explain all of this in person with gorgeous pictures and your wonderful humor. Um, oh. <laughs> really? February 25th and 26th here in Seattle at the Marriott Lake Union in downtown Seattle. And I will be in, in attendance as a, as, a, as a student. I will not be teaching. I'll be laughing, I'm sure, and um, <laughs> learning all kinds of wonderful things and, and hopefully seeing people that I love and friends and meeting new ones. Um, but, yeah, I'll be there. I'm so excited. So who else do we have um, waiting on the phone lines? Right now we're going to talk to Anna in Edmonds. Hi, Marie. Hi, Anna. How are you? Good. Hi, Christopher. Hi, Anna. How are you doing today? I'm doing amazing. Thank you for talking to me today. Oh, Um, sure. Thank you for calling. I'm curious about your insight um, as far as how to best communicate with my partner and or how best to express my gifts. Sometimes when I'm speaking, I feel like I'm speaking another language and the person isn't even understanding what I'm saying. (laughs) Okay, so the first question is, are you indeed speaking another language? No, you're not. No, no, no. (laughs) So are you talking about trying to get a point across? Are you talking about rapport? Trying to to get a point across. Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay. And so uh, just let me hear that question one more time, please, because I think I see the culprit. Well, how to best communicate with my partner? 
Okay, okay. Uh, what I see here is the following, uh, and I'm going to get sound a little astro gobbledygook here, but uh, hopefully I'll make sense of it for you. That's my job. So Mercury, which is the planet of communication, is conjunct Saturn in your horoscope, and you were born under Saturn. What can happen with a Mercury-Saturn conjunction is Mercury needs to move with the, with the speed of thought. Okay, it's a very, very fast-moving planet. It needs to communicate things very quickly um, and, and easily and, 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 and even casually. When it comes under the influence of Saturn, Saturn is a much slower-moving planet. So what that can do is that it can start to slow down the communication process or it can start to slow down the mental process and or it can begin to introduce a caution, a hesitancy, a safety, you know, so, sort of a holding back when indeed you may not want to be holding back. And so what could happen is either there can be uh, too much of a slowness in the way that you communicate, too much of a distance in the way that you communicate, or you may uh, infer hesitation and doubt at times when uh, you don't mean to, but that might be what's coming across to the other person. Uh, you may experience someone saying, just speak your mind or get to the point or what is it you really feel? Why do you have to introduce all these footnotes into, into what you're saying? Can you just sort of simply, you know, make a request? That can be very difficult when you have Saturn next to Mercury because you're going to be so conscientious about your word choice and so conscientious about how you want the other person to react and respond to it. So um, if that makes any sort of sense to you, um, what I would recommend is to just speak simply. Uh, there used to be a phrase that they would teach in school, I think back in the 50s, like I'm acting like I was around in the 50s. I wasn't. But anyway, there used to be a phrase that they would teach in writing class, which was simple English. Just use simple terms. Just use simple words and what it is that you that you have to say. And to have the courage of those words. Um, and when you say something and someone responds to it, that means you get to say something back about that. But what I would probably recommend is perhaps being less cautious or more and less hesitant in the way that you communicate and more uh, expressive, more open. You're not going to be naturally expressive or open. You like to listen. You like to be the shoulder that people lean on. Um, but I think that you're being asked to be a little more forthcoming. And that's a wonderful thing for a partner to be telling you, you know, that I actually want to listen to you and learn what's mm -hmm. on your mind. I mean, that's something that's very rare nowadays, no? I do feel that it also um, affects my work because mm -hmm. I'm hesitant to, to speak out and come out of the closet, so to speak. Right, exactly, exactly. And, well, Saturn next to Mercury used to actually, the phrase that I was looking for and the penny finally dropped, used to be connected to tongue-tied, you know, because there was such a hesitancy about, you know, speaking or speaking up. And I would say if you can sort of separate speaking from speaking up, I think you'll probably take about 85% of the pressure off your shoulders. Cool. That sounds like a great idea. Cool. Yeah. And do you have any other insight, Marie? No, I just think this is, I actually know who you are. So I just think this is excellent advice, you know, just plain language, you know, just like get to the point, but not have to drag it out too long, perhaps. I've, I've never had that experience with you personally, but I think that that is a wonderful suggestion. It, it'll just be easier for you. 
Okay, thank you yeah, so much. It's beautiful. Thank you, Christopher and Marie. Thank you, Anna. Yeah, have a great okay. day. Okay, have a great day. Bye-bye. So after Christopher leaves Seattle at the end of February, I'm going to be doing two book signings in the area. I will be Wednesday, March 7th at Third Place Books in Lake Forest Park at 7 p.m. I'm very excited. That would be my very first one, public one. And then uh, a few days after that, on March 10th, I will be on a Saturday. I'll be at the Barnes & Noble in Bellevue. I'm doing another book signing at, oh, 1 o'clock in the afternoon. So that'll be lovely. After you leave, then I get to go sign books for a few days, which will be really fun. (laughs) Well, you better sign my book. Yes, I will. Absolutely, while you're here. So okay. we we have um, someone else on the phone line. I don't think we've given you their birth time, though. I don't believe. Have we, Eric? Ha, have we? Uh, well, let's just go ahead and say that uh, Diane's birthday is one twenty eight thirty eight. Great. And uh, so, Diane, uh, welcome to the Marie Manucherry Show. Thanks for joining us on the air. Hi, Diane. Hello. Hi. How are you? I'm very good, thank you, Marie. Great. Um, I was actually interested in the in the uh, same old thing, uh, finances as well. Mm. Sure. Okay, let's take a look at what's going on with you. Okay, ooh, um, you believe it or not, you're winning the lotto! Yay! <laughs> <laughs> I wish. <laughs> um, and winning the lotto is not always a good thing. I know. <laughs> Isn't that the truth? I know. Yeah. I think it's responsible for more fiascos than fortune. <laughs> uh, if I'm looking at your days correctly, and, and I believe I do, it looks like you're actually coming out of a difficult period uh, that either began in 2009 and or began in the spring of just last year, 2011. So actually, I would circle the summer of 2009, and I would circle the spring of 2011. Uh, there was a lot of volatility and things along those lines. You have uh, the Uranus energy here at the nine degrees Taurus. What I'm actually going to see is uh, you uh, getting back on solid ground once. uh, The first step on solid ground is mid-March, March March 12th to the 18th. The second and, and surer step on solid ground is going to be in May. Um, this looks like you may be coming to the end of what's been a roller coaster for you financially and uh, when you will feel very much like you can step off the ride and where other people are saying, oh, I want to go again, you can say, I'll happily move on to something else. Um, so I do see you coming to the end of what's been a very uh, challenging and, and volatile period, but uh, much more solid financial ground uh, once we get into May of 2012. Perfect. That's a great reading, Diane. That that certainly sounds encouraging. Thank you. Oh, my gosh. Congratulations and have a beautiful day. Thank you. You as well. Oh, thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Well, I have been enjoying our show so much. And isn't that great advice that you get to tell someone that don't worry so much about the finances? It's looking better in a few months. Well, it's that's part of the job of astrology is to it's all about a calendar and it's to sort of set those things up on the celestial clock and then translate it down here to our day to day lives. And it, let's say if someone were having, you know, what looks like some tighter times the following year, you can help prepare them for that too, so they can be a little bit more frugal 
with their resources. Absolutely. And that actually was the astrologer's job, was to say, uh, you know, if anyone's ever seen Joseph the Amazing Technicolor Dream Coat or something like that, there's seven fat cows and seven lean cows in Pharaoh's <laughs> Dream. And, and that's a reference to Saturn, because Saturn uh, takes seven years in a sign. Oh, right, exactly. Oh, fascinating. Well, I have, believe it or not, we are already done with our hour. We, I mean, it uh, went by so fast. Thank you uh, so much for your readings. I can't wait to give you a hug in person and attend. Oh. And attend your wonderful workshop um, February 25th and 26th. If you want to know more about Christopher, go to rulingplanets.com. You can also go to energyintuitive.com and register for his two-day workshop. Until then, joyful blessings. And thank you, Christopher. Have a lovely day in Utah. Thank you. All righty. Bye-bye. 